Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Live Mike is the name of this show. It's episode 29. Before we get back to our conversation with Congressman Chris Stewart, we do have breaking news. Uh, Kira Hoffelmeyer joins us from the KSL newsroom. What's going on? So, Lee, we are learning about a fatal accident on I-215. This is the South Belt. It's happening right between 20th East Highland Drive and 62nd South going east on that. There's been a fatal accident caused by a wrong way driver. Utah Highway Patrol says they're going to shut down the freeway for at least two hours. This ahead of a big weekend um, and people typically get away a little bit earlier so it's going to cause some traffic problems. We'll have coverage of it this afternoon and traffic center keep you updated. Surface roads, is that the suggestion? Try to route yourself around it? Yeah, so the best way Ricky Meese will have some really good suggestions for you but Highland Drive, uh, uh, Wasatch Boulevard, just totally avoiding the area between again 20th East and 62nd South on uh, I-215 South Belt. Alright, Kira Hoffman grateful to you. Thanks again. We're going to follow that throughout. Uh, commute starting to ramp up here in the next few hours. It's going to impact you. Uh, as you heard, Ricky Meese will keep you up to speed and uh, help you make your way around the, those backups. Now, back to the topic at hand. Uh, we've got Congressman Chris Stewart here in studio. Very grateful to you for joining us, along with your uh, entourage. The cool kids say you're rolling deep. Yeah. You got yeah. a posse here. Everyone's got an entourage. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, impeachment. Yeah. What's got your attention? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What, what impeachment? <laughs> you see, for the uh, third time in United yeah. States history. So, you know, I think I have a certain perspective on this because, you know, A, we ran the impeachment proceedings in the House through my committee. The right. You, committee. among all of uh, Utah's House members, have a very unique perspective. You, as uh, Congressman Schiff, uh, serving as yeah. a manager prosecuting the president, all these references he's making to what our committee discovered, what our yeah. committee witnessed, uh, you were right there uh, and witnessed those very same things. Yeah, we did. And, you know, I, I'm, as you were talking, I reflect back that there was a time at the late in late August when Kent Con- uh, Congressman Schiff, the chairman, called us together and said, "Yeah, we have a, uh, we have a indications. There's a whistleblower report coming, and uh, and we're going to be looking at it next week. And after this announcement, which was, was should be fairly blasé. I mean, that's not unusual. Sure. Uh, but there was something about this that we caused us, the Republican side, to get together, and we had a, a, our own business meeting. We're like, something's up. This is." This seemed like a big, big deal. How could you tell? What, what, were the, what was the writing on the wall or what were the signs? Oh, because he was just so much more adamant about it. And he frankly was kind of giddy about it. And he just couldn't hide it. And uh, we knew that something big is was Is it a petty coming. observation on my part to, to say that he does have, there is a certain giddiness that he displays when uh, there's a camera nearby. I remember on the eve of the, uh, and I apologize for this, but I remember on the eve of the kickoff of these proceedings, he alongside the other managers appeared before uh, reporters and there were cameras there. And it was, uh, it was difficult for the other members to get any words in edgewise. Yeah. Well, Adam has a certain media presence, there's no, no doubt, and he loves that, it's, and he thinks he's good at it. But but look, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and others have claimed as they've gone through this process, this is a difficult thing for them, that it, they're approaching it prayerfully and thoughtfully and remorsefully, and, and I'm telling you, that's nonsense. I mean, they're, they're, they're as happy as clams about this and have been from the very beginning. And the preceedings that we had in our closed sessions, which was every single day and 10 or 12 hours, 
this was exciting to them and it was something they've been waiting for. And by the way, just for reference, we've been doing this for three and a half years on that committee because we also spent three years looking at Russia collusion. And we knew there was nothing there. And, and here's the thing I will say to people on this is they've tried to keep up with it and as they've watched the House and now the Senate. If you have watched an hour of this, you know everything there is to know. And that's not an exaggeration. There is nothing to this thing. And uh, all those hearings that we held, hundreds of them, I mean, not hundreds of uh, hearings, but hundreds of hours. Sure. After the first two hours, we knew everything there was. No, after that, it was just different people coming in and telling us what they thought about it. And so, and that's the challenge that the, the Democrats have is to convince the American people when there just isn't much there. And if you remove this president over this, then A, every president has served should have been impeached because they've done much the same thing or, or, or worse in many cases. And every, the worst thing is, Lee, every president in the future is going to fall under that shadow. Every president in their future, if the House is a different party than the president, is going to be terrified of impeachment and likely impeached if this is our threshold now. And it's not what our founding fathers intended. What you said is apropos. I have been thinking myself as I have tuned in and out of these impeachment proceedings over the past couple of days, uh, the past few days being uh, controlled by the Democrat House managers making their case against the president. What you said is exactly correct. You tune, if you get 10, 15 minutes of it, Tune out, come back three hours later, the same things are being presented. Let me ask you this. You were in the same room alongside uh, Adam Schiff as he uh, absorbed all of this witness testimony and all the evidence was presented. He, in turn, has now, uh, from the floor of the United States Senate, uh, prepared a case against the president, which he views is sufficient to remove him from office. Uh, in your assessment, were you exposed to, to evidence and witness testimony sufficient to remove the president from office as he has? No, of course not. And I've seen everything that he's seen, with one exception, and that is he and his staff, at least, have had have interactions with the whistleblower, which is why he knew what was coming and was so excited about it. But look, I've seen, I've seen all of this. The American people have seen all this. I tell people all the time, I met with a, a group of people this morning, said, how many of you have read the actual transcript of the phone call? Please go read it. Oh, my gosh, it's only six pages long. You could Google it and read it in five minutes. And if you read that transcript, there's no way a reasonable person looks at that and says, yep, this president should be removed from office. It just isn't there. And, and when the president says, we would like you to do us, not me, do us a favor, and then two pages later, he talks about Biden. They weren't related or co co connected in any way. And, uh, and it, frankly, Lee, it's the same thing we saw with the Russian stuff. We saw the evidence, and we would hear Adam Schiff and others go out again and again and again on television and say, we have irrefutable proof. We've got, we've got irrefutable proof that this president has colluded with Russians. And by the way, that's treason. You know, you're not accusing someone of stealing a pack of gum or jaywalking. You are accusing someone of treason. Yeah. And we now know that none of that was true. We're speaking with Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. He joins me in studio. I'm grateful to you for doing that. As we have our conversation playing out on the floor of the United States Senate uh, are the impeachment managers prosecuting the case against the president. Speaking now is Sylvia Garcia, Democrat from Texas. She's uh, trying to make the case that uh, the president ought not to remain in office. Now, uh, let me ask you a little lighter question. The other day, the president uh, made an offhanded comment that he maybe he's just going to go down to the floor of the Senate no, wait, wait, wait. I got to stop you. The president made an offhanded and comment? <laughs> Does the, are there other kinds okay. of comments? On it? All right, never heard that. But uh, go ahead. No, yeah. After I think he was talking uh, about that beautiful, perfect phone call yeah. to which you referenced. Yeah. Now he said maybe he'd go down to the floor of the United States Senate himself. You think he might? And if he did, what would happen? 
Well, I don't think he will. No. But I wish he would. Right. I really do. I wish he would. I wish he would sit there. And I, But I want him there when they're making the accusations against him, not when they're making his defense. Because I want them to have to look at him. And remember, this is a human being. This is the President of the United States. This is our leader who millions of people voted for, and the accusations they make about him are just unfounded. And by the way, Lee, I want to say this as well. If you've heard an hour of these impeachment hearings, you've heard it all up to date. But when the defense starts... That's when you're going to hear something new. Because on the House side, we weren't able to provide any defense. The president wasn't able to call any witnesses. He had not a voice at all. And that will be the first time that you're going to hear an actual defense that uh, that would maybe change people's perspectives and on that, this. That will commence tomorrow on the floor of the United States Senate. They'll take a break on Sunday, back at it, defending the president on Monday. I'm looking forward to that defense. Uh, we need to hear the counter to these accusations being leveled against the president by uh, these Democrat House managers. Congressman Stewart, I'm grateful you. to you for your time. I'm grateful to you uh, for being here. And more than anything, I'm grateful to you and proud of you for the work you're doing on this Suicide uh, Prevention Act and your efforts to combat suicide, not only here in Utah, but across the country. Thanks a lot. You're very kind. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, next up, listen, we're going to take a break from impeachment and thanks to producer Amy, we're going to learn about a new dinosaur discovered here in the state of Utah. Paleontologist is going to join us on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.